Amen. Open your Bible to the book of Nehemiah. Amen. Nehemiah chapter four, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna read verses seven and eight. Verses seven and eight. Nehemiah chapter four, verse seven and eight. We've already talked about the first part of chapter four, right here at the in the middle. And um, I've already told you that Nehemiah has been commissioned by God to rebuild the walls. If I were to say, if there's a leader that I truly admire, his style uh, and how he leads, I would say it is Nehemiah. Uh, because Nehemiah possesses a leadership style to me that I see in Scripture that's exemplary, and and not 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 just that, but it's powerful how he navigates through all the things that he faces as a leader. I want to say this to you today that leadership is necessary in your life. We all need a leader. Amen. We all need a leader that possess skills that can help us to navigate through the issues of life. Amen. We are not autonomous. Amen. We are created in God's image and we need leadership. Are y'all with me? If you look at Nehemiah chapter 4, I want to begin reading in verse 7. It says, Now when Sanballat and Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonite and the Ashdodites heard that heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on and that the breaches began to be closed, they were very, what? Angry. Verse 8. And all of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem. Watch this. Tell your neighbor, you got haters, man. Amen. And to cause what? A disturbance in it. Amen. I want to talk about this morning. Keep moving on. Tell your neighbor, keep moving on. There are times in this life when you have set out to do good. Amen. Only to find yourself dealing with difficult people. Do I have anybody? You're trying to make progress in your life and all of a sudden you come up against obstacles, difficulties, problems, and even enemies. Sometimes you don't even know where these enemies come from. You didn't even know that you were on their radar. But how many of you know that when you set out to do something good for God, 
Amen. You must expect opposition. Opposition comes in different forms. And especially, and I want to say this to somebody here today because I've been talking about destiny. And I want to say this to you that with any, any time you're destined for something great, you have to realize that the enemy is not going to stop trying to discourage you. The enemy is not going to stop trying to dismantle your faith and leave you broken, amen, leave you bruised and leave you battered by the wayside of life. I want to say to somebody here today, you got to watch out because you are a high target, amen, and Satan knows that if he can discourage you, amen, he can, watch this, if he can discourage you, he can keep you from your destiny. I'm talking to somebody here today, amen, and, 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 and I want to say this to you, it's inevitable that things are going to happen. But it's how you bounce back that is the factor in your life. In sports, like in life, we all try to get into the winner's circle. The headlines read on Thursday, Chris Paul breaks Stephen Curry's ankle again in a sick crossover in the second game. Anybody seen that? Amen. Chris Paul couldn't stop. Breaking Stephen Curry's ankle following a filthy, they call it a filthy crossover of the Golden State Warrior point guard in game one of the Western Conference Final. Paul comes back and he produces another one on Wednesday night in Toyota Center. Y'all with me? This time, Paul broke out a nifty behind-the-back dribble, then sent Curry tumbling to the hardwood floor before he fed P.J. Tucker for baseline slam. Do I have anybody? The question is, did Chris Paul break his ankle? Come on, somebody. When you're in competition, this is what I call casualties of war. The best of the best is playing the best, and if you're not careful, amen, you may become a casualty of war. What I find in this scripture is that God used his best, but he had a crossover like no other. Do I have anybody? And, and, and unless you know how to move, it's no different if you want to be in the winner's circle. You have to be at your best. You have to know how to bounce back and keep on moving. The children of Israel had returned to Babylon in 536 to 516 AD under the leadership of Zerubbabel. They rebuilt the temple, but yet they were still in ruins. In spite of tremendous difficulties and opposition, they eventually succeeded in rebuilding the temple. The thing about the children of Israel at this particular time, they came back from 70 years of captivity. And I want to tell you something, when you've been chained down, when you've been enslaved to sin and enslaved to a life, amen, that's not pleasing to God and God gives you a break and you find yourself back to the place where you're supposed to be, it may not come as easy as you think because the enemy will always try to bring you back to what I call an enslaved mentality. Do I have anybody? Then we find that after they had returned, 
The, I find it interesting at this particular time that they rebuilt the temple to establish worship again. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, amen, the only way you're going to reestablish yourself is if you get back into the house of God and begin to worship him again. See, when they came back, they saw a need, watch this, to worship and praise God. See, what we try to do is we try to do it backwards. We want to get blessed without worship. We want to Amen. We want to benefit from the blessings without serving God. See, but when they came back, Ezra brought a group back, the first group, and their job was to reestablish the people's lives in the word of God. I want to tell you something. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I'm talking to somebody here this morning. I want to tell you something. It's the word of God that will change and transform your life. It's amazing to me that they saw the need to get the temple back in order. But see, even with that, we find that Ezra... Amen. Returned to discover that the people were spiritually, morally deteriorating. And they had, watch this, they had, they had began to engage in pagan practices. See, when you leave God's house, when you're destined for greatness, but maybe you broke your ankle. I'm going somewhere with this. Amen. Maybe you've had a disconnect. When you go to the world, you're going to worship like the world. Come on, somebody. And you'll worship the things in the world. But until you make it back to the house of God, you won't really recognize that you needed God all this time. Do I have anybody? And I'm talking to somebody that even though Ezra faced the problem and what he did, he faced the problem head on. He started teaching God's word again to him. Listen, if you want to keep moving on, you have to get yourself around the word of God. You have to remain in the house of God. Because listen, there's a lot of options out there in the world. But watch this. They had a fresh beginning. And the interesting thing is this. The thing I found out about the children of Israel at this time is that even though they were initiated back into the word of God, when Ezra left them, watch this, this is chapter 12. In chapter 12, he went back to Persia to report to the emperor what had happened in Jerusalem. But watch this, I'm trying to help you with something. He left, the Bible doesn't say how long he left. But he left for a period of time, and when he returned, the people were doing the thing. The people had returned to the old way of life. Tell your neighbor you need a leader in your life. Tell your neighbor you need a spiritual leader in your life. Tell your neighbor you can't do this life by yourself. You need someone to challenge your theology. You need someone, amen, to direct you when you're going wrong. Because you're not always right. Tell your neighbor, I'm not always right. Amen. And I, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you, there's some folk who think they're right all the time. But I want to tell you something. If you can't take instructions, 
Hello, somebody. How in the world are you going to get illumination from the man of God? Because that's exactly what happened to them. They had fallen back even though they had a teaching priest. Amen. They needed a strong leader. And I want to tell somebody something here today. God is trying to bring healing, but you're running from it because he wants to restore you by any means necessary. Are you with me? They were no longer sick, but they kept on working. They kept on working in spite of all the noise. They Listen, I see people get thrown off by such little things. This person said this to me, so yes, well, I no, you were looking for a reason to leave. You were looking for a reason to go out there and hustle. You were looking for a reason. But let me say this to you. If you don't focus in, if you don't focus on finishing well, then what really is your end game? How do you want to, listen, what will you be remembered for in this life? Let me ask you. Life is not a game as they try to portray it. You only have one to live and it's very unique to you. Let me ask you something. How are you going to finish? Are you going to finish healthy? Or are you going to finish well? Whole. Are you going to finish whole? Because right now, I believe our focus is not on finishing. I believe our focus is on the foolishness that we're going through right now in our lives. Stuff that we can't do nothing about. The text says they went on repairing or healing the wall so that they can watch this, so that they can get to the place where God wanted them. It says not only that, but it says, and the breaches began to be what? Closed. Watch this. And when the breaches started to become closed, the text says, I ain't never seen so much haters in my life. Tell your neighbor, when I start making progress, they start hating. How are you going to hate me for wanting to do better with my life? How are you going to hate me for one, watch this, for wanting better for my family? How are you going to hate me for not wanting to live in sin? How are you going to hate me for closing up all these holes in my life? How are you going to hate me, watch this, for wanting to be healthy? I'm just saying. How can you, listen, the text says, not only did they get angry, the text says they became what kind of angry? Very angry. Let me tell you about this word, breaches. This word, this word, this word means to break down. Watch this. It literally means the powerful multiplication of something spreading. In other words... You ready for this? The word breaches means breakout. Watch this. So you can get your breakthrough. I'm going somewhere. So watch this. Those breaches were really holes. Watch this. Watch where I'm going with this. You can't get your breakthrough with all those holes in your life. You know why? It causes you to be 
Give me the next point. You have to fix the areas of what? Vulnerabilities in your life. You have to fix. I don't think you hear me. You see, when they dealt with the vulnerable parts of the wall, that's when they broke out and got their breakthrough. That's when they knew we on to something here. Nothing is going to stop us. That's when they became a threat. You only become a threat when you take the vulnerable parts of your life and you close them up so that the enemy can't get to it no more. Enemies always looking for your weakness. But when they came together and they fixed those areas in their lives, watch this, you'll find out that the enemy was highly upset. Do I have anybody? Do I have anybody here this morning? (laughs) That, that you found some vulnerabilities in your character. You found some vulnerabilities in your trust. You find some vulnerabilities. You got to close up those things. That's how the enemy is getting you. Every time he gets you the same way. Some of you is money. Some of you is your faith. Some of you is your health. Some of you is your mind. Some of you are people. I don't know all these different things. But until you close those holes in your life, you will never get your breakthrough. It's almost like a stronghold. See? The text says, and that the breaches, I found that to be, I said, hold on a minute. What's up with the breaches? That, 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 now watch this, watch this, watch this. The word breaches also means to become prosperous. So God begins to show me something in the text. He says, when you close up those holes in your life, now you have the capacity to be blessed. I can't bless you if you got holes all around you so that you can let out and give what I've given you to people who don't appreciate it. You have to fix those vulnerability areas, the areas of vulnerability.